Hey, it's Andrew Priestley, and um, welcome to Season 2, Multiply Your Money. Uh, this is Episode 2 or 3, I don't know, have a look. But um, I'm talking to you about money, and um, a lot of people say, uh, uh, I want more money. Uh, there's nothing wrong with wanting more money. In fact, you know, when I talk to business people, I say to business people, you know, uh, what is the goal of business? And they'll say, uh, well, the goal of business is to impact lives and help people and and uh, make a difference in the world and blah, blah, blah. Actually, that's wrong, okay? The goal of business is to make money, okay? The purpose of your business might be to impact lives, change lives, help people. But the goal is to make money. Now, if you're any in doubt, um, phone up the ATO in Australia or phone up HMRC in the UK or the IRS in the US and ask them, what is the goal of business? And I'm pretty sure they will say something like, uh, we want you to make money so that we can tax you. In fact, governments have two objectives, particularly around business people. Number one is they want them to make money so they can tax them because, you know, they've got to run the country. And secondly, is they want your business to succeed so that you can employ people so those people can be taxed, right? So the goal of business is to make money. So just get at peace with that concept. You know, your business exists. Um, actually, that's a, that's a funny thing to say, your business exists. Let's be clear on the words we're using here. The goal of your business is to make money, Right? Your business exists to really refers to the purpose. You know, why did I start this business? Okay, and when I ask the question, why do you, why did you start your business? I'm really talking about the purpose of your business. Okay, and it's good to know why. Now, when I talk to business people, they say, "Here's what I'm doing. You know, I'm an accountant, and uh, I've got all this cloud-based software, and they talk about what they're doing and how they're doing it." And they refer to the toolkit that they've got, right? Uh, what I'm interested in is why they do it. And, you know, Simon Sinek, you know, start with why. Really good book, really good book. But I'm interested in the why, right? Why are you doing it? So people say, I want more money. Well, why do you want more money? You want to think that about that, right? And then I ask this question, why haven't you got all the money you want? And what comes out usually is something that says, well, I don't have a lot of money because. And then they'll tell me the reasons why they don't have a lot of money or they don't have enough money, right? And in this context, you know, having enough money is fine. You know, like it's, you know, I look in my wallet, I've got, um, I've got cash in my wallet. You know, I don't, I'm not, when I get to the checkout, I know that I've got money on my debit card. If when I go to the supermarket, for example, there's plenty of money in the, on the debit card. There's plenty of money on my credit card. I know that both my credit cards are paid off. I don't have late fees and charges. You know, my, my pay my credit cards off on time. But I just know uh, I've got money. I've got money, right? I've got enough money. Have I got a lot of money? Um, it depends, see, compared to what? Compared to you? Compared to um, Warren Buffett? It's relative, you know. But for me, I feel I've got enough money for me. You know, I enjoy having more, 
But I'm not panicking about that, right? But let's not let's not get caught up in that. The real the real thing that I'm talking about here, right, is when people say I want more money, and um, inevitably what they're talking about is the fact that they don't have it because, and that's the thing I'm listening for. I don't have enough money because. So let's let's make this really really easy for you from a clinical perspective. And I'm qualified in child psychology. In, uh, child psychology. I was thinking about something else. I'm qualified in industrial and organisational psychology. I mentioned child psychology because uh, I'm I I do a lot of work with the uh, children's charity Clear Sky Clear Sky Children's Charity that. Um, uh, provides play therapy for children's age four to twelve who've witnessed or directly experienced a trauma, and uh, um, I'll leave a link below if you want to donate. If you're getting anything from these sessions, you know, go on to uh, go onto their donation page and you know donate a pound or five or ten or fifty. I don't care, but donate something, give back something, right? But I was talking about clinically. So when I was studying abnormal psychology, for example. Right. Um, whatever somebody's doing, right? Uh, there, there's a way. If you look at the DSMV five, or the DSMV four, for example, which is the uh, the diagnostic manual for clinical psychology, psychiatry. Um, we look at any behaviour in terms of um, uh, uh, the presenting state. What shows up? You know, how's it, manif- how's it appearing to us, right? How does it present to us? Um, but we would ask the client, you know, uh, how, uh, how often does this happen? You know, frequency. How long do your episodes last, duration? How intense are they, intensity? Um, is there a loss of function? You know, do you feel that, you know, you can't go to work or you don't feel you can do your job properly or you can't? just function in normal relationships properly, right? In a mature way, right? And the last one, uh, which we can ask in, in cases of things like anxieties, depressions, particularly psychiatrists would ask this question is, is there ideation of self-harm, right? Are you thinking of doing something to yourself, you know, uh, you know, um, harming yourself or, or worse, right? So clinically, what I'll make it really easy. There's two, there's two schools of thought on why, why stuff happens. And I'm relating this to, to money, right? First one is what we call etiology. And etiology, really, think of, think of Sigmund Freud. In, in we're, talking, we're talking about um, a psychodynamic approach to understanding dysfunction, right? Is Sigmund Freud was about etiology, right? It's X caused Y. You know, so Freud was really, it's all mum's fault or it's all dad's fault. It's all my parents' fault, you know. But essentially what you're saying is it's in the past. Something happened in the past that now controls how I am in the future or in the present, right? And will continue to influence how I behave in the future. Right, get that? So something that happened in the past is shaping and guiding and controlling how I am right here and now in the present and uh, in all uh, in all likelihood will continue to influence how I behave in the future so it, it shows up as I can't I can't I, I'm no good with managing money yeah that's a good idea but and you know people go yeah but right it's 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 a uh, I can't because right 
And so what a psychiatrist will do or a psychologist will do, will we'll try and um, play with, well, okay, I can't because, well, explain that to me. You know, um, I'm no good with money. How exactly are you no good with money? Right? So that question is actually going to what's showing up right here and now. But if I say, why aren't you any good with money? Invariably, they'll throw, to, throw back to something in the past. Right? Now, it could be real or it could be imagined. Right? I want you to understand that. Um, I know people who uh, will say, I'm no good with money because my parents were uh, career doll recipients, welfare, welfare check recipients, right? I also met people who said, I'm really good with money because my parents were career welfare doll recipients. So it's the same set of circumstances, but they have a different outcome, right? So I'm X because Y happened. You know, I'm like this because I was abused. I'm like this because I grew up in poverty. I'm like this because... And so we're looking, that's what we call etiology, right? Because X, Y, Z happened. The problem with that is it creates an existential crisis because I want to be good with money. See, that's the ideal. What I've got right now is I'm no good with money, but I want to be good with money. But I can't be good with money because of what happened to me in the past. Can you see it, it creates this existential crisis of, you know, if that's the case, why do we have goals? You know, why do we imagine stuff in the future just to tease ourselves to to create more mental distress right and so we've got etiology which is about causation right and then you've got teleology and the person who pioneered that was a guy called albert uh, alder and really it's really the study of purpose so if etiology is the uh the study of causation, then teleology is the study of purpose, right? And uh, teleology says that all behavior is purposeful, okay? So the kid that uh, years ago broke into my house and stole my laptop, very purposeful behavior, right? Very resourceful because they got in, right? But not always appropriate, okay? So appropriateness becomes a real yardstick for this. I'm doing this because... So I'm no good with money because I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm no good with money because, right? But a, 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 an Aldarian therapist would say, um, what's the purpose of not being good with money? Get it? See, not why did you do it, but what's the purpose of your current state? What's the purpose of your current state? And in a sense... Um, what they're trying to do is get you to take ownership of your life. And, and honestly, um, you are responsible for your life. You've got to take responsibility for your life. right? Um, we know that uh, uh, functional, healthy people are mature in how they approach life. Um, uh, they're decisive. You know, I'm no good with money right now, but I'm going to learn how to be good with money. Decisive. It's mature as well. You see the maturity decisiveness link. And there's a consistency. So, you know what, my uh, my debt isn't going to go away just because I threw one or two days thinking at it. I'm going to do this on a consistent basis. So, for example, uh, I looked at how much money I was spending on coffee 
And I was also looking at the relationship between drinking coffee and adrenal fatigue because I went to a doctor. I was suffering from adrenal fatigue at one point. And the way that I was maintaining my energy was by drinking coffee, lots of coffee. So I not only looked at the cost, but I looked at the health cost, you know, the, the, this cost-benefit analysis, right? And I realized I wasn't being responsible, A, for my money or the health. So I stopped spending money on coffee, and I put that money in a jar instead. And you know what? That re- I looked at how many coffees I was buying a day at $2.50 or, you know, a, 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 you know a two pounds in the UK. And I, if I had, say, six coffees, well, I would put 12 pounds in a jar, and this is the challenge of teleology is that you've got to be responsible for your life. If something's happening, right, you can either say uh, it happened because, and can you see how that, that's your get-out-of-jail-free card? That's, it. That's, that's for you to maintain irresponsibility, to, to stay immature and indecisive and confused and inconsistent. And there's no strength there, right? Um, teleology is really about what's the purpose because you have in a sense created this right if you're saying well I'm no good with money because my parents were no good with money you've actually you've actually decided you've actually chosen to adopt their way of looking at the world does that make sense I don't want to go too far down the track here but let's recap Um, uh, etiology versus teleology they're two different things in fact uh, Albert uh, Adler was in Freud's um, uh, psychiatric uh, club that he that Freud started, and they had uh, conflict over this very point. So Freud went down the path of its its X causes Y causation, and a lot of medicine is about etiology. You know what is causing this, right? Teleology is a little bit more challenging. What's the purpose of this? You know, what's the purpose of my depression? What's the purpose of not having money? What's the purpose? Because whatever's happening in your life, right, has a purpose to it. It may not be resourceful, as I pointed out, but it definitely has a purpose. So um, I want you to think about if, if, firstly, if you want to be good at managing money, why do you want to be managing good at managing money? If you want more money, why do you want more money? And if you're not good at managing money, what's the purpose of not being good at managing your money? Hope that helps. Uh, I'll see you in the next episode. Um, don't forget, too, that you can catch up uh, with Multiply Your Money on YouTube as well. There's a whole bunch of great videos and resources there. You can also navigate across to Facebook and join the Multiply Your Money Facebook group. And there's also a Multiply Your Money group on LinkedIn. So uh, connect up that way. But um, uh, give us a thumbs up. Tell people about this. If you like what you heard, leave comments, and I'll see you next time. Thank you.